Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave a five-star review. I'm Shirsa Tussell here with Bonnie Venerable and Frank Sanders, who apparently is still in the Christmas spirit. Somebody left Frank in the studio unsupervised. He's there going through the costumes. Look. It feels like Christmas all over again, man. Like we actually got a present this time. I actually got a reason to celebrate this time. Like it's, we were at Lola's on Christmas. Uh, we didn't go to where we wanted to go. Got some coal, right? A little coal, right? Now we're in the New Year's spirit. But man, what a gifted win from a team that we didn't think was going to get it done. I didn't. You guys did. I was on the opposite end. Of the no, I didn't think they'd win. I didn't but think they'd win. guess what? They pulled it off and I still feel like ho, ho. Oh, <laughs> Frank! Can I just tell you that you are like glowing? That lighting I I is on this, point. This, this is what happens when you win. You know, it's just it's natural <laughs> though. This is natural chocolate right here. This is more my milk chocolate color right now. You know what I mean? My caramel <laughs> chocolate coming in. <laughs> Hanging out, JV. Good to see you, brother. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm about as white as a ghost. You guys both have more color than I do. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, it's it's good to be back. Uh, I'm playing it safe tonight. I'm in uh, good old Maricopa. I'll be in studio later this week, but uh, I feel I feel good. I feel especially good after that that win that you know, Frank. You mentioned it. Unexpected, certainly welcomed. But you know, I was kind of thinking to myself, "Uh-oh, can you guys still hear me?" Yeah. Oh, there I am. Okay, sorry, my screen was doing oh, something. Oh, I was weird. like, I thought it was part of the story. I was like, no, yourself. So it was going good. <laughs> Something was going on. Uh, yeah, I felt like I was in the twilight zone, kind of like I did in the fourth quarter. Where the I mean, I never felt like the Cardinals were going to lose that game after the first quarter. So it was it was a press box feeling that I haven't had in some time. It was great. We're all uh, riding high after the Cardinals got back on track. I do want to get to something that was said in today's press conference. Uh, Chandler Jones knocked it out of the park. He's always a favorite to speak to because he's so honest. And he loves social media. Uh, He is active on it. He is funny on it. And he likes to interact with his teammates on it. But unfortunately... Kyler Murray doesn't want to interact with him back. So uh, he was asked today, Chandler Jones, that is about uh, his social media and his interactions with Kyler. And it, uh, it opened up a whole can of worms. So I'm just going to play you this soundbite and then we'll discuss. It's actually funny that you brought up Kyler and social media. Cause I think yesterday I just unfollowed him on Twitter. Um, I had asked him to follow me back like a while ago and he didn't follow me back. So I just unfollowed him yesterday. But yeah, Kyler's great. He's a hell of a player. I love him. I love him. I love him to death. And and uh, it's good to watch him grow, to see him orchestrate the offense. Um, his voice is getting louder and louder in the locker room. You can see that he's grabbing a lot of guys' attention, and that comes with time. And also comes with positive and great play. So he's been doing that, and he's been earning the respect from the guys. So um, he's like a little brother to me. I always pick at him, but uh, I did unfollow him, and I'm not following him back. Okay, I've definitely unfollowed somebody for not following me back. I'm guilty of that. I don't know if you guys are. Absolutely, and... 100%. <laughs> not at all. Frank, have I, you done I, that? Not, not at all. If I ask you to follow me, don't follow me, guess what? It's all good. I'll ride that wave out till it is what it is, but it's all good. I don't really trip on that. Not. Frank's not petty like we are, Johnny. 
I'm very petty. Um, I'm not very active on, on Facebook anymore, but once upon a time, if, if I was in a relationship or kind of casually seeing somebody and then it didn't end well, I would kind of not have them as a friend anymore. It's kind of out of sight, out of mind a little bit. Now that's not what Chandler's doing here, but um, that's, that's the only thing that's like really relatable to me on top of, yeah, there are people on Twitter, especially now, like this platform's fantastic. And you know, I follow people and I'm like, Oh, come follow us. PHNX Cardinal podcast. Right. I got a blue check mark next to my name, you know, BFD. And I, if I don't get a fall back, especially for those in the Valley where we're, you know, kind of, you know, hang out in the same pool a little bit, I will get super catty and unfollow them. So please follow me. So I, this is like not the same thing, but I will say, and I'm wondering if you guys have done this at maybe Frank as a player, former player. Um, I was randomly scrolling through social media and Tyron Matthew was tagged in something and I clicked on his profile and I got a big fat, this account has blocked you. Oh, nice. Tyron Matthew, what the heck did I do to you? What What? that? Yeah. This account has blocked you. Yes, and I pulled it up. I pulled it up today because it it kind of just reminded me of it. And I was like, I wonder if like I'm still blocked. And sure enough, as of today, he still has me blocked. Like I don't know if it's like a a media thing with him where anybody like just just media people in general. He just doesn't. He wants to like. uh, I think there's some truth to that. Drown out the noise. I don't know his pattern of it, but I was like, me of all people, really okay. I just I, I take offense to it a little bit. That's very interesting, right there. I, you know, I, I guess the, I I would probably lean more to what you know Johnny just agreed to, and the idea that this is uh they're trying to probably want to whitewash their their followers in regards to the media and knowing exactly what's taking place um in their everyday life. Uh, this platform is honestly still new to me. You guys know I walk here all the time. Like, man, what do I do? How do I do this? What am I doing right? Am I doing something wrong? And then how many times do you inbox me, Cheers tonight, Frank, please stop that, that. Do take that down, put this up. So I, I'm one of those guys who just, I feel like it's hard when you, let's back up real quick. How many followers does Kyler actually have? How many followers Over. do we know? On, on Twitter? Like on Twitter, yeah. You think what? I mean. 600,000, 700,000, something like that. I mean, 333,000. So, 300, oh, okay. okay. So, so let's do the math on that. So if, if I'm, I don't understand why he wouldn't, you know, give that to CJ. Like, why are you Chandler Jones uh, asked you to follow him, or he following you and you don't follow him like that? I don't want to, like this in the room lock. This is locker. We're buddies. If like, you if you dissect his posts, I'm not convinced that's kind of where he posting. He has very minimal engagement. He has no engagement with people on okay. on Twitter, and everything that he tweets out is very premeditated. Um, and it almost like scheduled. So I, I think he has approval certainly of what goes out, but I would not surprise me if, if one of his people tweets for him. I, I actually love that he's not super engaged on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a good look like when Baker Mayfield kind of goes off the cuff. Um, but no, I, I just, I don't think he cares enough just to be on there and, and no, scrolling Tyler- through that. Tyler definitely runs his own account. Like you think so? No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. He runs his own account. He just doesn't post a lot. I think some of the things he does are like very intentional because he's not sitting there like scrolling all day long. 
but Kyler definitely is it, it, it's Kyler on his account. I totally yeah. believe that. You're getting some backup in the comments about about Tyron Cherson. Apparently, he blocks a lot of people. According to Cardinals update, I was just going to bring that up. Cardinals update: Tyron Matthew blocks a lot of people, and then Jordan says that he blocked me for explaining the money side of him getting cut, even though I said I disagreed with cutting him. Okay, all right. So, okay, so that's a thing. I feel a little bit better. Yeah. And then Jordan says he wasn't even tagged. He just searched his name to find a lot of players do that. That's how Chandler Jones (laughs) found the uh, blurb about John Gambadaro saying that the Cardinals are going to let him walk and that he's not worth paying. He he searched his name and he's a verified gambles, a verified account. So then he slides into his messages. Apparently he said he was hacked and makes an offhand comment about his wife. So that you, I think Tyron does the same thing. I think they, these players get on social media, a lot of them. Kyler doesn't, and they search their name after a game to see who's, who's talking shit. Oh, nice, nice. I totally <laughs> Google my own name to see what's being said. Most most of the time, like, I, it started, honest to goodness, though, this is how it started. When I, my first job in, in, um, uh, in local news, I was not good. And I was really insecure and I was like, oh God, that show was so bad. Let me see if it was bad enough to where people are like talking shit on Twitter. And obviously I have like an overinflated sense of self and and um, think that people like care enough to be talking about me and nine times of seven they don't. A- anytime that I, I pop up, I feel like in Google searches now, it's like these weird websites like booted women of local news or... And it's like pictures of like me in boots along with like 10,000 other like girls on TV in boots or like nice. crap like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. It's like that famous line from Game of Thrones. I don't know if either of you watched. Did you watch Game of Thrones, Cheerson? I did actually. With Tywin. And he has that speech to Jamie Lannister and he's skinny. Remember that first season? He's skinning that, that line or something. And he says, a lion does not concern himself with the opinions of sheep. So you got to take that mindset where I'm not going to go. We've talked about this before. There's like a fraudulent Johnny account out there that just spews a bunch of hateful stuff. But, you know, that's unfortunately the world we live in. And and I know definitively uh, women in the sports profession on Twitter get it worse than anybody else. So I'm not telling you how to to act because you guys certainly get it way worse than anybody else. Uh. The other thing to come out of that comment, though, that I thought was interesting, because Chandler Jones wasn't the only person to say this this week or say something along the lines of Kyler's leadership. Uh, We have been pretty much talking about it, his maturity, his leadership or lack thereof for his entire NFL career. Um, and especially the last few weeks leading up to this Dallas game as they were uh, as they were losing And so I don't know if it's possible to just all of a sudden flip a switch and turn it around, but a lot of people were praising Kyler for what they saw out of him on the sidelines, his interaction with his teammates, and then his teammates coming out after this game and praising him for his leadership as well. So is he becoming the leader this team needs him to be right before our eyes? To me, I would say yes. It looks that way. Um, 
Winning always helps. I told you guys this before. If you lose, I don't care how much you do, rah, rah, rah. A lot of guys be like, man, go back and look at yourself in the mirror and then figure that out. I, I will say this here, though. Once you get a win, knowing the record that he has in in in, in Texas right now and Dallas at the stadium, um, I think what he displayed was a sense of leadership. It was captured that it showed a sense of leadership. But maybe the only difference with that, this might have been the first time I thought that Kyler was mic'd up this year. And if I'm wrong on that, please, please correct me, JD. But ah. I, I feel like maybe because he was mic'd, Conspiracy. he had more to say and he had reasons to say because I don't think I've heard this year that he was mic'd up. And that to me shows like now we're playing to to the music more so than actually showing up playing for the people. And that to me right. is something Good that I, I just had to... You no, know, just pay attention. You know, like that to me it seemed like, yeah, like, oh, who is this new Kyler? He's out saying, come on, guys, give it up. Yeah, well, and then, I'll, yeah. Pu- I'll push back on that. Against the Colts, there's that clip from NFL Films because they're doing the in-season hard knocks with the Colts. And after, I think, uh, a bad play, Kyler's on the on the sidelines for the Cardinals. It's I think we, we posted it to our PHNX Cardinals account, Twitter, trying to rally them up a little bit and I don't think he said let's go that's all well there was a there was a couple instances where he's just clapping his hands no 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 No. some of us here on the PHNX Cardinals podcast like to make a little bit more out of a let's go from a football player than needs to be I'm going off of the Jay Cutler barometer with Kyler Murray don't sit and smoking Jay Cutler by yourself on I'm I am taking baby steps with Kyler baby Kyler third year I, that's that's good enough for me. The the bar is lower with this situation, and I will take what I can get. But I'm with you. It's not – no one's confusing Kyler Murray with Russell Wilson at this point from a leadership standpoint. So I, uh, I think he's improved. I, I say that when you look at it, but you have to say that the, once your teammates say certain things, that lets you know that they're indicating that that was a different person. Like he talked about the game plan. He hadn't talked about the game plan the last four weeks at all. When they played Chicago, when they played uh, the Colts, he never said anything about the game plan. He comes out and plays Dallas, and it looks like a very specific game plan to go out and attack that team in specific ways. And that, to me, showed that, okay, now I understand that about what we was hoping to see. But then when you ask, you know, was he a more vocal leader? I definitely thought he was more vocal on the sidelines. I thought the camera did a good job of catching him at the right times. But again, I go back and ask his only one question is, I'm just not sure, was this the first time he was mic'd up all year? And if it was, again, you catch a guy going to a home place where he hadn't lost, he's 8-0, now he's 9-0, and then you say, okay, now he has to be this rah-rah guy. Okay, we saw that. Now, is he becoming the leader? I'm going to still, I'm gonna put that in the back seat right now before I put it up in the front seat or in the window because I just don't see, I think he's still Kyler. And if that was good and helpful and the guys responded to that, and I would love to see it go on this week. But if it does not, then he was all mic'd up and it was all just for the – it was all for television. Giselle's got a good comment saying he was mic'd up for the Houston game. I don't remember that game. I don't – I barely paid attention to that game. I think probably the majority of Cardinals fans don't even remember that game. Uh, NFL AZ Cardinals says, I don't think Cardinals – the Cardinals would be 11-5 and five if Kyler was a bad leader. He never really experienced failure, failure, not in high school or college. So I do believe he had to learn how to lose. Uh, 
no doubt. And Kyler's sensitive to the whole conversation, which means I think that he knows there's probably a little bit of truth to it in terms of his leadership skills. Um, he's had to grow into a leader. I mean, you don't just, I don't care how good of an athlete you are. Um, it doesn't necessarily translate into being a leader and a leader in the national football league, which, um, you know, you just don't, you just don't walk onto a field and garner that. Um, and then, uh, going back a little farther in our conversation, Cardinals update said, I was teammates with Khalil Tate when he was getting the Heisman hype at Arizona, and he just uses Twitter to tweet something, then uninstalls the app so it stays out of mind. So that's interesting. Maybe Kyler does something like that. I also know that Kyler just has like a lot of other things that he'd probably rather be doing, like playing video games or, mm-hmm. you know, there's business, whatever, other things he'd rather Making be doing than like sitting. Yeah, whatever he wants. Yeah. yeah. Heisman commercials. Look, he's in uh, a, a great place. I want to touch back. You're right. It doesn't uh, coming from college and being and winning the Heisman doesn't make you a leader. Just made you was just the best player on your team or the best player in college at the time. When you come into the NFL as a rookie, it does. You you do take a step back because there are grown amen <laughs> that's in the NFL that are pro bowlers or they've gone to the Super Bowl. They have accomplished a lot of stuff. You see major contracts that have taken place. So you do take that that mantra, and but the players are sometimes in the season, and I would say this consistently, try to push you to be the leader, waiting you to be the leader because they want to hear your voice. One of the greatest moments I've ever had was when Jake, when we Jake got into the game for the first time, and we was in Philly, in Philly, and he came in, you know, wasn't doing great, but he came into the game and he was like, "Look, guys, we were on the one yard line, our one yard line, having to go ninety nine yards," and Jake came in and said, "Hey, guys." Let's go shove it down their throat and let's go score a touchdown. Hell yeah. You know, he you know, slapped his hands and guys like, yeah, okay. And then it went one play, next play, next play. And, and he never lost control of our of the offensive line at that time. And it just made a difference. And so I would say, is he becoming a leader? Yeah, because he had to start realizing that JJ Watt's voice is not going to carry this team. D Hop's not going to carry the offense. And when James's not there, who's going to be the voice they're going to listen to? And I think that's something where <clears throat> we're we're seeing him become that. But you just don't you don't automatically take take hold of that just because you have the title as a starting quarterback in the NFL. And most guys don't do that at any position until you realize that when you look around in that huddle or you're you're listening to the team before we go on the field, you can sense that they need to hear the voice of somebody. And once you hear that voice, it changes the narrative because, you know, the guys are giving you that place and wanting to put you in that spot. And once you get it and earn it, you understand you have to raise the level, your level of play every week. Not You can't do it off and on and off and on. You got to do it every week, and you have to be consistent in your conversation. So hopefully this week transcends into something that we will get this Kyler that will go up and go up against Russell Wilson and the, and the Seattle Seahawks and dominate them. And then just from this voice and then from moving forward, it will be the same thing all the way to the Super Bowl. I just think it, it goes to, I mean, it's, Frank, it's above your right shoulder. It's the word culture behind you. I think that had Kyler Murray, and I don't want to spend too much time on this, but had Kyler Murray been drafted, let's let's use the Steelers as, as an example, and the success that Ben Roethlisberger has had. No one, and there's been outcries from f- former players like Joey Porter saying that the Big Ben was not a great leader early on. He was immature. But what were they doing? They were winning. They were going to Super Bowls, right? They were competing at the highest level. I think we often forget, at least I do sometimes, that Kyler Murray had to come to Arizona and help implement a new culture with his head coach. 
mm-hmm. but he took over the team with the worst record in the NFL. And to get them to this point, 11 and five, I mean, I, he has to get a lot of the credit because he did not go to a stable organization like a Pittsburgh, right? Um, you know, with, with the, I believe the Rooney's on that team or mm-hmm. the Maras historically with the Giants, you know, not right now, but you know, everything that's going on, you know, historically with the Packers, like if you're drafted into certain organizations, more than likely you're going to have success. Kyler was like, you're coming to Arizona. We've got the worst offense 20, 25 years uh, in the National Football League historically. You got to come take over. You're starting day one, get in here and, and help us win. And I just, you can't be a, in my opinion, a subpar leader and help orchestrate this. He could improve in certain areas. Absolutely. We don't like sometimes the the look of what appears to be like pouting on the sideline and who knows with the cameras and everything else. But I just think he has flipped the culture around, not single-handedly, but he's been a big part of it. I think there's been enough people. Was Kurt Warner among the people who, who made a comment about his leadership? I want to say it was somebody pretty big. It was either Carson Palmer or Kurt Warner. Carson, it was it was Carson. Okay, so and Carson works with the Cardinals right now as well, and so yeah, I think there's been enough that we've heard out of the organization to know that he's probably not the best leader of all time, and he does yeah. have room to grow, but. Um, you know, to say that like he's a, a horrible leader and nobody wants to play with him or whatever would be an, an exaggeration. I would say that it's somewhere in the middle. And I, I think the longer that he's in the league, the longer or the more that he's going to grow. And I, I think yeah. he's at the part of his career where he probably had to take a big look in the mirror. And, you know, you come back after injury, you're not the same guy, you're, you've lost three straight. Uh, People are starting to talk about you and, you know, he obviously is not necessarily believing what they, you know, he obviously believes in his ability to be a franchise quarterback here for the Arizona Cardinals and an NFL quarterback. But I think he had to probably take a look in the mirror and just say, what kind of player, what kind of leader do I want to be? And what kind of player and leader do I want to be at home? Because I'm going home for a big ass game and I'm going to be mic'd up. And he probably stepped it up a bit for this game. Totally agree. And I think that everybody's turning to him if he, if they hadn't already, because we've lost our defensive leader in Watts. And all with, I say that with all due respect to Boone Baker, but I mean, Watt was the leader of this defense before he went down. And, and Hopkins was the best player at any singular position the Cardinals had before his injury. Like most people consider Hopkins a one or a two in terms of rankings in the NFL at his position. So it's, it's really up to Kyler, and we saw it Sunday, how far this team goes, and when he plays like that, they can beat anybody. EST of YouTube says, uh, people take the leaders who scream and think that's the specific mold Kyler has to be and when he is quiet and doesn't need to be a rah-rah guy. He just needs to lead his way. And... Uh, some some other people in the chat kind of just agreeing with that statement. Definitely don't try to be somebody that you're not, for sure. Kyler just needs to be to be Kyler. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would love to within this postseason never talk about lack of leadership from Kyler Murray again. Actually, not just this postseason. I would like to say from here on out, we're never going to talk about it again. I think he's at that point in his career where he should have it figured out. 
That and the baseball conversation. Let's never talk about those again. Get that out of here. You know what is interesting uh, that I do want to talk about, though, as we transition? I read an article today, uh, AZ Central article, that said, I'm going to read this, uh, this, this first sentence. Arizona Sportsbooks took in $777 million in bets winning nearly $70 million from gamblers in their first two months of operation, which sets new monthly records for legal U.S. sports betting, according to state data released over the holiday weekend. So, uh, obviously, they're winning a lot, but not even anything compared to, uh, you know, they're also paying out a ton as well. But really, what this means is just a ton of people are getting really excited about sports betting here in Arizona, and it's just been a couple of months here, uh, which is very exciting. And I'm not surprised that people here in Arizona with all of the teams that we've got here and the excitement surrounding the Cardinals and the Suns uh, that people are getting in on the action. I was wanting to read the rest of that article. I didn't have time, but I I pulled this first sentence. I was like, uh, obviously that's good for betting sites and drafting sportsbook, which sponsors our podcast here, but uh, people are also winning a lot of money. So that's fun to see. Yeah, uh, I'm not one that's winning lately. Uh, I've hit a little bit of dry spell, but you can catch our uh, DraftKings gambling-specific show, PHNX PHNX Bets Daily with myself and Shane Diefenbach every day here uh, noon on YouTube and all of our PHNX Cardinal, our PHNX podcast platforms. But it it has been 100% embraced by everybody that we interact with. We love it. It makes games more exciting. If you're just a casual fan of a lot of teams outside of the Cardinals. So if you haven't checked out DraftKings, uh, what are you waiting for? Yeah, because we've, we've hit the final week of the NFL regular season, uh, college football heading into the national title game. DraftKings Sportsbook app has an unbelievable offer right now to get fans in on the action. Uh, new customers can bet $5 on any football team to win their game. So college football, NFL. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. You can wind down the season with a big win. Again, that's downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app using the promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any team to win. You're going to get $200 in free bets if they're victorious. It's 21 and over, though, with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Okay, so not done moving on from Chandler Jones because we haven't had a chance to talk about him. Uh, He was asked today a couple of things. Uh, He's been with this organization for for many years, has not played in a postseason game, didn't want to talk about the P word, though. He also didn't want to talk about the C word, and that is contract. Will they extend him, slap a tag on him? Is he going to walk? The something that uh, is worth asking at this point, because, um, you know, you could debate whether or not he's done enough for him to stick around here in Arizona. Either of you want to give your opinions on Chandler Jones? Yes, that is my cue. Or Frank's cue. I, listen, I... We're Frank, get- you want to chime in, buddy? Jeez, you're just sitting there with the light on. You're looking all pretty, just like deciding that you don't have to talk because you look so good no, in that. No, man, it was... I'm uh, telling you, man. No, I thought, you know, JV and Taylor... 
JV and Chandler Jones go synonymous with, you know, it's like let's throw some hands right now because he let's, he's ready to get rid of the guy. He's ready to dump the dude. All right. No, 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 no. I am not extending him. If it was up to me, I would not extend him That's because it, well, let, there are a couple different ways that you can work through this. I thought they made a mistake last year not franchise tagging Hassan Reddick. That's proven to be true. Okay, Reddick is now a better player, a younger player. Do I think Michael Bidwell and Steve Keim, for the second consecutive offseason, are going to let a double-digit sack artist hit the free agent wire? I'm going to say, based on his play over the last two weeks, he whooped on Tyron Smith last week, thought he had a good game against the Colts. Uh, He was really robbed of a sack on Sunday with that strip sack, and then Dak got up and threw it, or something crazy happened, but... All in all, he's got an 88 pass rush grade, pre pro football focus. That's not the end-all, be-all. But you would rather have him on your team than not. Marcus Golden, he's on a on a one-year deal next year. He'll be back. Devon Kennard is a contract you can move off of. You want to bring in a younger body. I would say even if you kept Chandler Jones, you want to draft somebody, get somebody sub-30 years old to work maybe behind those two guys. You can never have enough pass rushers. At the end of the day – his market value is going to be somewhere, according to Spot Track, three years, forty-two million dollars. That's about fifteen million dollars a year. I am not paying that to somebody that's going to be thirty-five at the end of that contract. I would rather approach him about a shorter deal, or you want to do the franchise tag, Kyler Murray. I, I don't think Kyler Murray is getting extended this offseason. That's that's my guess. I don't know that definitively. So you've got one more year to play around with Kyler Murray's rookie contract. The franchise tag would pay Chandler Jones $19, $20 million next year. You've got him and Watt then that would be off the books in 2023. I think that that's how they want to play. I don't know if that's what they're going to do. But you're telling if Chandler Jones balls out Sunday against Seattle and has a great playoff kind of – and people are telling me I'm young. I apologize. I will, I will talk – Little, little I was loud. just texting Leah. <laughs> I was like, hey, can you like turn Johnny down or something? Because he's like everybody oh, says wow. my, and I've messed with my. I get passionate about this, guys. You I know, told you get excited. Like, I told you that's why I was quiet. I wanted him to handle his handle his business first. Oh, you should get all no, passionate and excited about this this contract conversation with your boy. Tag him, don't extend him, and if and if he complains about that, and you have to move on, fine. I don't know if it's a good look. Consecutive off seasons, Reddick and Chandler Jones. It's a lot of sacks. You're leaving, you know, let leave the building. That's my take on it. I like everything you said. I do like the I do like the tag conversation out of that. I do like the fact that you know if if he if you can do something with him, I would like you to tag him. Um, but I'd I'd let him go. I feel that the, I feel that the Valley has had us discuss with him. I feel like they don't feel like they're getting the player that they want. Last year, we were talking about a guy that was supposed to be at the same conversation as JJ's little brother that got over a hundred plus million dollars and he's and he's living up to every penny they, they have talked about. Mm-hmm. This year, CJ's making 20. And so at, at the end of the day, he's not matching where, the same. Where is JJ? Where's JJ Watt? Tyler? Uh, Tyler? I'm talking about JJ. You just Watt. Saw TJ Watt. Yeah, I said JJ's little brother. Oh, I thought you said JJ in comparison to Kyle or to. Chandler, but Chandler, no, I was going to say Chandler's at least playing. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, JJ's hey, don't brother. let him derail you. He you did me. He tried, he tried to throw me off because I was throwing <laughs> some good punches out there, but it's okay. <laughs> he's he's good at that. Uh, but I will say again, like he at the, end of, at the beginning of the season, that's what we were talking about. TJ was holding out. 
because he, he knew he deserved he des, he deserved top end money. You're talking about 21 and a half, 21 and a half sacks, 21 sacks right now with the intent to break Michael Strahan's record. So he's at that place. T.J. Watt is. We thought C.J. was going to do that. Thought, well, excuse me. We thought C.J. was going to give us that after week one, five sacks, amazing. Hold, you know, not getting the contract we thought he was going to get. Well, after that, using using <clears throat> Johnny's words, he just pooped the bed. He just didn't. He hadn't, hadn't done anything. <clears throat> but he then he argued, don't worry about the contract conversation because they don't just look at sacks. They look at pressures on quarterbacks and what he's doing. And you got a bunch of guys on the defense that's saying everything that's great about him right now. So they love to have him. They want him on the team. But once you're in a, petition, in a position where you can dump the money of both of these two guys that are high-end contract guys that are up in age that have had histories of some time, history of, of ailments, you got to make a good decision. It will leave our barn bare. I will. And, and let's, exactly. It will leave no our barn bare if no we decide to get rid of those guys and then look toward the future of going and go get some young guys or adding in some new free agents that will come in. But these guys are older. Their contracts are long. Their contracts are heavy when it comes to tw- both of these guys are arguing for 15 to 20, $20 million, regardless of what, they, what their performance have been like this year. The leadership and the potential of what they can do is how they will argue this contract. Now, if they both decide to do something like a LeBron and D-Wade and take a minimal amount of money so they both can be on the same team, so they both can see what that looks like, then I, I would like to see that, but I don't think they're going to do that. But if I'm the Cardinals, I'm dumping these guys and moving on and trying to figure out how to rebuild the defensive line because my secondary and my linebacking core right now are young too. And if you add a couple more pieces with those guys, I mean, you have some time and some tenure in your secondary. You don't have it on your front line. You can get rid of those guys and then, you know, make a good decision from that standpoint. Both. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Chandler wants to get paid. So I wouldn't, especially with the um, – I mean, he didn't make a huge scene about it, but he definitely made it known that he was felt a little disrespected and and felt like he should have gotten a long-term contract in the offseason. So <clears throat> I don't think that he's going to accept something just to be able to stay here in Arizona less than what he believes that he uh, deserves to get paid. So uh, I, I don't see that happening. I would love to see him be able to stay if they could swing something like that. but. Um, you know, I just I think Chandler wants the money. Kind is not as historically paid pass rushers outside of that one big contract to Chandler. He paid, if you remember, once upon a time, Jonathan Abraham, like a, a meager one year deal. Abraham went to the Pro Bowl. Dwight Freeney, he paid pennies on the dollar that first year, and when Dwight Freeney was fantastic, you know, I think he I think he would like Chandler Jones back. The Cardinals update puts in the chat. Honestly, Chandler should get an incentive-related contract. To Cheerson's point, like if the Cardinals don't franchise him, he's not going to be an Arizona Cardinal because I do not think the Cardinals can pay him what other teams are are going to have. The Cardinals are going to be probably middle of the pack with salary cap implications. Other teams that didn't spend last offseason, like Chandler Jones would go to Jacksonville if Jacksonville paid him annually $17, $18 million a year. Chandler Jones has a Super Bowl ring. He, he is not above doing something like that. He also, and it should be noted, he's having a terrible year when it comes to run defense production. And I know that's not everything. You pay him to sack the quarterback. But if you're if somebody's on your roster for $16 million, $17 million, he has to be an elite player at his position in every facet. 
And if we're paying Chandler Jones that much money to get 10 sacks, 11 sacks over the course of a couple years, I don't think in today's NFL that's that's worth it. I would rather, again, franchise, but then if, if you have an opportunity to get younger, the draft is so unpredictable, you don't know who's going to be available. Cardinals are going to be picking in the 20s, maybe hopefully knock on wood in the 30s. And what I will say about Vance Joseph is, Every year that he's been here, they've had a more than competent pass rush. They had it last year with Reddick. They had it the year before. Chandler had, I think, over 20 sacks. So I, he can manufacture pressure, and guys can can be productive. But it's, just, it's a very difficult conversation to have because he clearly is not the same player he used to be. I also feel like we were completely robbed of seeing Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt on the field for an entire season, and I would love yeah. the opportunity – to see what they can do. I mean, early on, uh, you know, we thought we were probably going to see more out of, you know, out of them and more out of JJ specifically, but it just, we didn't have an, uh, what was it week four when JJ went down? What week was that? I mean, it was so early in the season that we didn't get the opportunity to kind of see where they would, uh, where they would take it the longer that they were on the field, uh, the longer that JJ got, to uh, to get adjusted to this team, what when did JJ go down? JJ went down the week before the the week of the Packer game, so the week after the Houston game, he got hurt in the Houston game, and then I think like Chandler Jones came back like right afterwards or sometime around there. So we only got that short period. Yeah, so it the, their timelines almost coincided where Chandler came back from. That, that nasty bout with COVID because he missed like two weeks, two or three weeks with that. And then, That's right. and then JJ, JJ was back. JJ was carrying the baton. Remember, they went to Cleveland. JJ played phenomenal, right? We were all excited. They, they had the big Houston homecoming, right, with he and Hopkins. He goes down. Oh, yeah, Chandler yeah. comes back. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we have been robbed of it. And I think that is one of the reasons why it would not surprise me to do it, run it back one more year, franchise tag next year, and get those two guys together. NFL AZ Cardinals says if Kime had extended Jones in week two after his five sack game, by now we all would hate Kime for that move, especially with what Jones has shown production. Yeah, I mean, after week one, that five sack game, everyone was calling for pay the man. Yeah. I actually had, remember that, that funny encounter that he had where he kind of patted Kime's pockets on the sideline? It was funny. But uh, yeah, thankfully time knew better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's I, that's why I really I would like to, I would like to see these guys run it back. But I would like to see these guys do what D Wade them got D Wade and LeBron did. These guys took a pay cut in their salary. Also with Bosch, they all they all took eighteen million across the board when they could have been arguing for twenty five, twenty seven, and literally LeBron at the time could be getting twenty nine. And I think that would be something that would be great if they want to run it back. They would have to. They would have to make it an incentive-based contract for both of these guys. Of course, um, they need linebacker help big time. I'm not going to say that Jordan Hicks is not there, but they do need help in that area that would help these guys solidify the run stop production conversation on these guys' behalf. But to see you have two good leaders and two guys that can feel like they can play together, then that to me would be something that I would look at and say, yeah, I would. I'd be willing to take that pay cut, but I would be willing to take it with the intent if it's incentive-based on the back end. So then now we both are chasing, we're still chasing the carrot that allows us to get paid at that level. And it would be something that would be nice to see. 
Why don't you sit in the room with Kime and Chandler Jones and help convince Chandler of that? Because can't do it. Good point. <laughs> you know, but you know what's going to happen though. Like it, how it is, free agency, and some teams think they're just one player away. If I get one defensive end that can add rush, some pass rush, it might change our narrative. And that's the same thing with JJ. You know, you just that leadership, that conversation of is he healthy? Can he come back? Or you know, to me, I start looking at the ops of what these guys are requiring on a contract. And if I didn't get it up front, then you have to do something with what you did with J.J. To get J.J. here, you gave him a $20 million signing bonus. He's only making 4.9 this year on the salary. But you gave him a $20 million signing bonus. And so if you're going to do that with J.J., you have to, excuse me, uh, C.J., you have to, to incentive, incentive both these guys and both give them a large, large bonus. Maybe not at that level, but you give them a bonus but then, and then put all the money in the back end so it doesn't hit the salary cap so much. So... <clears throat> It would be nice to talk, but all it takes is somebody else to come along. And, you know, like you said, Jacksonville could whisper some crazy number like they did um, the big dude, 93, and next thing he was gone. Uh, shucks, that big 90. Clayus. Clayus. I meant to say, I want, yeah, Clayus. And next thing you know, Clayus was out. And it, it just, it was the money. It wasn't like he needed to go there because he went to a, a sucky team. So he left here for whatever purpose, I'm not going to say that he didn't say God told me he needed to go there, but that's where, you know, that's where he felt like he was led to go. But the money was on the table there. And sometimes free agency, somebody's tossing you that bread. You you got meat. You just need to put it together and create a sandwich. Another good point by NFL AZ Cardinals, bring back Hassan Reddick. He only signed a one-year deal with the Panthers if we let go right. of Jones and Hicks. So I would have laughed at that. Maybe a month ago, I think there's a chance that if Carolina moves off of this coaching staff, Matt Rule, of course, his college coach at Temple, same defensive coordinator, if they clean house, there's nothing for Hassan Reddick to hold on to at that organization. So that, while I don't think it's likely, if the Cardinals were to go out and make the highest offer to him and reunite him with Vance Joseph, I think he would be open to that. I just don't think... If I'm Carolina, he's like one, they have a they have a strong defense. He's like one of the best things that I have going right now for my organization. So I I like the idea. I would love to have Hassan back. It worked out for Marcus Golden, didn't he leave for a year, or was that more yeah. than a year? He went to the Giants for two years, two but years. the Cardinals traded for him midseason of the second year. Um, I think Hassan Reddick has proven that he he's worth the money. Um, and I also think he gives you an athleticism that Chandler just doesn't have anymore. You can make an argument Chandler's pretty close to a one-trick pony now. He can get some some pressure, but that's about it. Reddick can intercept passes, he can bat balls down, and he can get after the quarterback. That would have been the move to make last year. I don't know why they didn't make it. Well, we were going to um, talk about playoff scenarios here. But um, I think that we should save that conversation the next time we're all together. And the next time we're all together, we'll be in studio. Thank goodness. Uh, before we move on to winners and losers, I uh, want to tell you guys that uh, if you love what uh, we're doing here at PHNX, want to help support us by becoming a member, you can do so by, by going to gophnx.com and sign up to be a member. You know, you're going to get a free T-shirt. If you uh, if you sign up to be a member, you can also head to phnxlocker.com to pick up any of our sticker packs for just five dollars. Uh, grab any T-shirt, even without a membership, for twenty nine ninety nine. Be the envy of all of your friends because 
Uh, we just keep spitting out fire t-shirts. I am not a U of A fan because I went to ASU, but we just dropped a sweet looking throwback 90s U of A themed shirt that uh, I wish I wasn't a Sun Devil so that I could wear it because it is a sweet shirt, but I just I just like physically cannot. But Johnny, I know that you're not. Uh, Frank, you're not either. So you no. guys could rub it. Uh, yeah, I will definitely buy it. Uh, maybe multiples for, for people in my family. I support all the Arizona schools. I'm that person. Uh, but no, it's in, in all seriousness, it, it, I think it's Im- objectively one of our best shirts we've ever made here. Well, I'm looking forward to being on Johnny's list as purchase, purchasing me one, too. I wear the same size, JV. So hook that's, not, get, that's not, that's not what get, I, I wear the same size. Whatever size you get you for you, just get it for me, too. That's also not true, but thank you. <laughs> You said that's awesome. I would love to see what that looks like. Um, anyway, <laughs> let's uh, let's get into our winners and losers. I'm going to start. I'm going to start with my winner here and play a clip for you guys. Uh, I can't remember if I can talk underneath this or not. Shucks, I can't remember. Um, so I'm just going to play it for a little while and then I'll uh, kind of explain it. The um, the Phoenix Children's Hospital does something amazing where, um, okay, Leah's telling me that I can't talk. So we granted them 12 of these, and we're going to have them here welcoming out the players in the tunnels uh, when they're coming out for the big game. And, uh, one of the cool things that we're going to be doing is really recognizing the kids at our game as well. So we're going to be able to tell all of our fans, our 55, 60,000 fans, to be able to give them a wave just to say hello to them and let them feel like rock stars and celebrities. <laughs> Over, these are all going to be at Phoenix Children's Hospital, so yeah. it's going to be able to provide kids just that inclusive opportunity now yeah. to not just come to our games, but any other events across the entire yeah. state. Um, wow. So wow. I muted my mic and then I couldn't figure out how to get that off, but you were able to hear the guy kind of talk and explain. So uh, sorry for that uh, technical difficulty there. But so the Fiesta Bowl teamed up with the Phoenix Children's Hospital, who's been doing this awesome thing with basically robots. And it was a huge thing, especially during the pandemic um, that we that I did a few stories on because they were able to go everywhere as our players have been able to come visit the hospital virtually. So they've got these robots that can travel and either take kids to places virtually or have players come visit them virtually. And it's one of the coolest things I've seen. Phoenix Children's Hospital does amazing things um, with uh with the with their patients and and just giving them experiences that they're going to remember and so they were able to bring these robots out to the game out at state farm stadium and they hung out with the espn crew got to see the guys run out of the tunnel and when i saw that it just it just warmed my heart because what an awesome experience and um it's it's just one of those things that anytime I see those robots out, I'm just like, oh, what are they? What are they doing now? They're my winner, all of them. Yeah, that's that's a that's a fantastic winner. You know, that's that's a great use of technology. We're I'm a slave to technology now, and there's a lot of bad uses for it. Like I'm, you know, we're addicted to our phones and that kind of thing. But seeing something like that that probably wasn't possible 10, 15 years ago is those those people are. I mean, they're the, they're the salt of the earth to be able to make that happen. It's unbelievable. It's pretty cool, man. I, I don't think I have a 
Well, I'm not I'm not following that one there, JV. You go ahead and take off. I'm not following that bus. I don't think my winner's gonna be close to that at all. Oh man. Well, yeah, it that is that is difficult. That's the standard. Uh, <laughs> That now that was that was really good. That's that's hard for me to top. Here's here's what I will say. Um, Aaron Rodgers bet on himself this year. He's the betting favorite to be the MVP. His regular season is over. They're sitting everybody. The Lions are actually favored this Sunday against the Packers. So I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers, uh, a player that you know I respect. I, w- I wanted the Cardinals to be the number one seed. All Aaron did this year is he, he held out. He basically forced the Packers' hand, and he's going to win his second consecutive MVP, and he's going to be the number one seed again in the NFC with a chance to win the Super Bowl. So I may, I may like all of his takes and opinions, but I mean, anytime you can bet on yourself in life and 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 use your leverage, folks in the comments, when you have leverage, use it. Aaron used his leverage in the offseason and basically told the Packers to shove it, bring in Randall Cobb, do what I want, and I mean, he's the best thing going for that organization right now, and I think. Regardless of how this postseason plays out, I'm sure they have Super Bowl aspirations, of course. I mean, is there any is there any question that Jordan Love could potentially be dealt or cut? I mean, Aaron Rodgers owns that owns that franchise more than the, even that city right now. So he's he's my winner. What are you laughing at? What's going on? I can't stop laughing at Cardinals update. Frank is sweating over there. Uh, how Cheerson came out with that while his winner was the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> Because Cardinals update knows the situation so well. Fan, fan of the show. Should we just move on to our losers, Cherson? <laughs> uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> It's funny because it's true, isn't it? That's why it's funny. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't my winner, man. <clears throat> wow. Because <laughs> uh, <clears throat> every time Tristan, he's right, all you do is say, Frank, who's your winner? That is Cardinals. I'm like, oh, oh, that was a good one. Thank you for that one, man. <clears throat> Uh, my winner is not the Cardinals this week it's OBJ I'm taking the same taking the same line from the great Johnny Venerable he bet on himself and went to LA instead of going to Green Bay he's still be in the same spot he's in the playoffs but he's in a warmer weather warm he's in warmer weather He's, he's, he's living the best life right now he's catching touchdowns he's showboating in LA he's dancing He's doing everything he wants, which is the fame. He wants the lights. He wants the cameras on him, and he's getting it. He's in L.A. doing that. If he was in Green Bay and it was two degrees, he probably wouldn't feel the same, especially being a guy that's running. And, again, Green Bay has great receivers. These guys are stud- These guys are being studs, So it, even the guys that's the two and three receiver. But O.J. bet on himself right now. He's on a team that's going to the playoffs. Hopefully they'll be second in the division after this week. I don't really care. I, I, that's what I'm hoping for. But guess what? He bet on himself, and he's the winner right now because he's getting the light that he wanted, and he's doing it in L.A. I will say everybody knows that I've been a critic of OBJ, but good one, Frank. You did a good job. <laughs> uh, 
But his family came and hung out with us at our tailgate party when the Rams yeah, were in town. Cool. And ever since then, I was like, oh. all right, fine. Fine. Oh, that was good. That was good. <laughs> Oh, that was good. That was good, Cardinal Update. That was good. Really good. <laughs> really good. Seeing as uh, how we're four days into 2022, was that the probably the biggest laugh of, of the year for you, Frank? Uh, that is that is it right there. That's the best and biggest <laughs> laugh right now. And I'm really I'm, I'm over here sweating because I'm laughing so hard. God, I was so good. <laughs> I was sweating, but I wasn't sweating on that one. That was good. Really good. All right, before we move into our losers, just want to remind you guys that if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using that promo code PHNX, bet $5 on any NFL team, you're going to win $200 in free bets if they're victorious. Again, that's using promo code PHNX this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Uh, I can – you guys want me to start with my loser? Yeah. Oh, snap. I didn't write it in my notes. Hold on, don't start with me. Pass, pass. Well, I'm ready. I, can, I, I can start. No, let, me Jamie, let me let me let me let let me set you up for this one because I know I'm gonna pass it off to you properly. I just I know that's that. fine. My loser is the Pittsburgh Steelers right now because that was Ben Roth's supposedly Ben's last game at you know at Heinz Field. Not only that, probably last season with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But guess what? I say the Pittsburgh Steelers because they have no backup plan. Absolutely none. They've trained nobody. They've got nobody ready to take the reins out there at once Ben's gone. So guess what? I think they're going to lose bad. I think that they're going to hope that something falls through the cracks through the through the free agency process. So they're gonna, and this is not a team that normally gives away a bunch of picks for players or for people. They believe they build inwardly and they build upwardly through character and the Steelers' way. Well. It's hard to find a quarterback that you can have for that length of time and do what Ben Roethlisberger has been able to do. And we've we've seen that same problem here with the Arizona Cardinals and across the league. Once the guy that's been the old, the elder statesman for the long time, you don't find anybody to replace him. You struggle with that. Green Bay will have that same problem. Look, the Buccaneers will have that same problem. <laughs> so I just keeps dropping something over there. But guess what? My loser right now is the Green, you know, excuse me, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I'm just gonna stick to it. They ha- they have no replacement for once this season's over with. So I remembered who my loser was. I don't know how I forgot this one. Um, <clears throat> watching that game, I felt one way. I I didn't even think about who Ben Roethlisberger's replacement was going to be. I thought it was a good night for the Steelers organization and for Big Ben to play his last game at Heinz Field and was. Um, you know, just a, a memorable historic night for that franchise and they got a win and everyone was saying that the NFL gods, you know, scripted it perfectly because it was a win and it's fine. Okay, whatever. And so I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Thinking about what was on the other side of the field with Baker Mayfield, which is just turned into an absolute shit show. Uh, he hurt his shoulder. He's going to have surgery. He's not going to play in their season finale. They had, they didn't make the playoffs and, I, I can't see him sticking around in Cleveland, to be honest with you, especially with some of the stuff that went on. I, I feel for what happened with the OBJ situation. I just don't think it was fair for him to necessarily get flack for that. But between between that and some and, and other drama, um, you know, you could sense his frustration in that game and it did not go well for him. I think Cleveland fans have sort of sort no. I had a pulse on what the um, the feelings were surrounding Baker. It's really hard 
for a, you to find a quarterback that wants to be in Cleveland. That's just how historically how it is. They're a losing franchise. They've got a lot of history there. It's not a town you necessarily want to live in, uh, but from ownership down, they're in disarray and they've been that way for a long time. And so it's hard to find a guy that wants to be in Cleveland and wants to be your franchise quarterback. And so everybody in Cleveland sort of embraced him as such. And uh, to be honest with you, gave him sort of a, uh, a loose leash when it came to a lot of things. But after I just, I just could see it so perfectly. Uh, Browns fans have just, I think they're, they've had enough with Baker Mayfield and to have that, it end this season the way it did with now him having to get surgery. Uh, he by far is the loser of the week. And before we move on, I do want to acknowledge Sean uh, for the super chat. Hey, me, me for super chatting way too much after too many whiskeys on Sunday. <laughs> hey, nothing. We you are a winner. You are a winner. Well, quickly, I'll, I'll jump into my loser. I, Baker Mayfield was right near the top of my list here. So, and as was the Washington football team in their crummy stadium with the Eagle fans collapsing. I wish we had that video because that it's hilarious and sad at the same time, falling on top of Jalen Hurts. That, that to me, is just it, it all encompasses that franchise right now. I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. Had an 87% win percentage to beat the L.A. Rams at – at Baltimore, with six minutes left in the game, they had two opportunities within the five to score touchdowns, and they couldn't do it. And that's the reason why we're not sitting here today talking about the Cardinals controlling their own destiny. They were up 16-14, to 14, had the ball second and goal on the two, and had an 87% chance to win the game, and they didn't do it. And they're my loser, but really were the losers because now – we don't control on destiny, so it's up to Trey Lance and company to save us on Sunday. So that's my loser. We're definitely going to talk about that entire situation, the scope of the playoffs, a little bit more on Friday when we're all together, which I cannot wait. Uh, right now, my sweet dog Newman has been staring at me for about a solid hour with these puppy dog eyes because he wants attention, but he's been a very good boy. So. Um, I'm going to go – I think we've seen Newman kind of grow up before our eyes, at least I have behind the scenes, throughout our tenure here at PHNX because he used to uh, be a complete tyrant when I would do these at-home shows, and now he stares at me with puppy dog eyes, and I just had a moment as a proud parent here staring back at him, kind of giving him the eyes like, I'll be there in just one second, Newman. You're a very good boy, and um, – <laughs> He's also a winner. I mean, look at this picture that uh, my boyfriend got me for Christmas. Oh, whoop, whoop. oh, look at the Nate. Look at your boy. I don't look know. I always want to call him Norman instead of Newman. I, I don't I've called him Norman so many times. It's I. It's, it's funny. funny because it's a thing. Um, I guess in so he's named after the character in Seinfeld, and I haven't seen it, but I guess there was a scene. Um, I mean, I've seen Seinfeld, but I, I, I wasn't a you know, like a big time watcher. So I guess there's a scene where some girl is yelling after him. Goodbye, Norman. Oh, I've and seen I, it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have. Okay, so my yeah. boyfriend and I call him Norman sometimes. <laughs> there we go. Whoop, whoop. Anyway, I'm, I'm done ranting about my dog. But uh, uh, this was a good show, guys. It was fun. And I can't wait to see you both in person. I'm finally feeling better. Thanks for asking, by the way. I'm feeling great. <laughs> 
How you, I, how you, you know what? Yeah, how, how I just, you I, yeah, just, I'm going to be honest. I, I forgot to ask. <laughs> well, I texted you today. You told me you was feeling better. So I wanted to make sure that was good. And glad oh, that JB was able to make it out to leaving Dallas. <clears throat> good he didn't come back with anything. That was perfect. All right. If you have not we'll subscribed see. to our YouTube channel, <laughs> Uh, subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcast. We'd appreciate it if you would do that. Uh, as well as follow us on social media at PHNX underscore Cardinals. And Johnny and I will see you tomorrow. And all three of us are going to see you on Friday per usual. See you guys.